Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by the V-Team. Beth Clayton, attorney and Democratic strategist, the notorious SEB, Susan <laughs> Britt, and investigative reporter and journalist. Welcome back, Josh Moon. I, I want a cool nickname, like the notorious song. I want to be notorious. You need to be notorious first, yeah. Josh. <laughs> exactly. I don't, okay. Yeah. That, well, I, I thought think, I was well, pretty you, notorious. You're notorious, but you know, you more positive uh, light, maybe. Uh, she did some investigative work this week that probably caused people to get hernias. <laughs> <laughs> and I only showed them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, so I was call, running around the, <coughs> the office calling it a notorious SEB. <laughs> But anyway, all that and the bag of chips, right? And, yeah. I, and I get treated like a human being. Yeah. Uh, interesting this week, uh, Susan, K. Ivy strikes back, you know, sort of like the, uh, <laughs> the, the Empire. Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah Empire except she does it with a cast iron skillet. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was Nancy Worley's song. <laughs> <laughs> so, Senator That's Chris. Jack Benny theme. Sorry. <laughs> Senator Chris, <laughs> Senator Chris Elliott, we're never going to get through this, are we? No. Senator Chris Elliott, who used to be the Baldwin County <laughs> County Commissioner, uh, was all for the bridge project, mm -hmm. the I-10 bridge project, and then all of a sudden, Susan, he came out and he was against it. Now, he happened to be on A-Trip 2, which A-Trip 2 is the committee that basically gets to decide who gets road bridges. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Monday morning, Kay Ivey sent his office a letter and went, you're out, buddy. I'm kicking you off my committee. Surprise! <laughs> we were all shocked. Yeah, right. You mean after he came out and, 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 and talked about behind closed doors meeting that she, he, she and he had had and, you know, said that basically she had to read the statistics. Of, if I'm reading the, the numbers I gave you yesterday, I'm going to have to read them off of a piece of paper, please. Yeah. And then he was for it when he was talking to Shelby, and then he came back and he's against it. Smack. Well, yeah, no, that's why we have scripts on the show. It's not to tell us what to say. It's to make sure we have our names and our numbers correct when we recite them. Mm -hmm. But I just, I think this might be a good time to remind Senator Elliott that we are not within the fundraising window under Alabama law. So any contributions that he has been offered or solicited, I don't know if he has, mm -hmm. would be illegal during this time period. So he might want to keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a gray area. All of Alabama law is kind of a gray area. <laughs> You know, Here comes Josh with his law degree again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just playing one on TV for now. Uh, but, you know, I don't typically like the, the kind of the retribution sort of thing. But in, in this particular case, eh, all right. Well, and it's not yeah. like she replaced him with somebody unqualified. Right, right. Uh, I mean, this was a step up for Alabama. I mean, absolutely. She replaced him with Senator Vivian Davis Figures, one of the rock mm -hmm. stars. Rock, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely rock absolutely. solid yeah. politicos. She just happens to be a black female Democrat, which probably puts her head and shoulders above Elliot. Oh, there's no doubt. senior senator. Let's not forget yeah. she is 20, a senior 20, senator. 20, 20 plus years. And attended more law school than Josh Moon did. <laughs> which would not be hard. She's a classmate uh, of mine. Pretty low bar. Uh, I, I got to say, they keep messing with mm -hmm. Kay Ivey. She's going to turn into a full-blown Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something worth pointing out, though, that this that they made her mad enough yeah. that she removed a Republican yeah. and put in a Democrat on that committee because yeah. she can trust the Democrats to at least be somewhat honest in our defense. One thing about Vivian Figures is you can trust her not to play politics. Now, remember, mm -hmm. she, she was mad enough that Vivian voted against the gas tax, too. Mm -hmm. Well, I think her because you know, she's no nonsense, and that's what we need well, in this situation. What I think is Chris Elliott bowed to the political conveniences mm -hmm. 
and did what he did, joined forces with that idiot Jim Ziegler. Spineless. And and that shows right there that the guy has bad taste. Well, and that's for the reason why I'm kind of okay with this, because he he started this sort of political free-for-all here. He he was was the one that was for it and then against it when the wind shifted for him. And so if you're going to play that game, you got to accept the consequences. I mean, went up and begged Richard, helped beg Richard Shelby to get him the money. Mm -hmm. Shelby got him the money. This opportunity will never... Will, will not come around in 10, 10 years or so from now. No. But I think it was great that really, to me, it, it wasn't just about the fact that he turned against Ivy, when you alluded to this earlier. It's the fact that, that Governor Ivy held a private meeting with the, the South Alabama delegation. Mm-hmm. She shared with them her private thoughts. Mm-hmm. These were people that, were, that indicated they were with her at one point. And Susan, he went out and went on the radio and talked about what was discussed in a private meeting. Now, in in politics in general, if you can't be trusted with secrets, you can't be trusted. Not only is he a freshman, he's obviously a rookie because anybody in this game knows that if you speak out of school, if you are, it's supposed to be off the record or you're talking in private, you don't go on the radio and talk about no. it. It's just not done. Well, and I think that's part of what is wrong with our political system right now and what we're dealing with is you have Governor Avi coming to the table and saying, okay, Republicans, Democrats, let's all come together. Let's, let's hash this out. Let's try to figure out where can we compromise? Where can you give? Where can I give? Where can we meet mm-hmm. in the middle? And, right, and nobody, she can't trust that when she comes in and has that conversation, that then it won't be used and thrown in her face for political gain later. And that's what's, that's why we can't get anything done in Montgomery or in Washington. You're right. Well, and I think, Josh, maybe, and I may be wrong on this, but, you know, that she picked uh, Senator Figures from Mobile mm-hmm. says that she's not abandoning Mobile or Baldwin County right. over this, but she's just straightening out a little issue with... Uh, <laughs> some of the representatives down. Yeah. Personnel problem. Yeah, you had a little personnel issue. You needed Mm -hmm. to replace, you know, this particular person, and that's what she did. Uh, You know, I... I guess there's an argument to be made in some way that you know these are all public figures and you know it should be the public's business or whatever. But we all know the reality of life is is that they have to come together at points and they have to have conversations and they have to be assured that those conversations that they have aren't going to be leaked out. Not because there's something nefarious going no. on, but simply because they're going to make some deals that their constituencies may not necessarily understand on the face of because you're going to have to compromise on things and you're going to have to make these deals and that's how our government was kind of set up to work. And I think that's exactly why she picked Vivian Figures because Vivian Figures, Mm -hmm. she is a leader. She's not a follower. She's not one that just jumps on any bandwagon like Jim Ziegler or some of these other clowns. She's very methodical. She's very logical. So She knows how to bring people together for discussion Mm -hmm. in in a, a, a... a very rational way to in order to solve problems. She's not an idiot. No, no. Oh, give her better than not an idiot. She's smart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have to leave it right there. Vivian Figures is smart. All right. <laughs> You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinions. Hey, I'm Jamie Johnson. When we reach the age of 18, voting becomes our civic duty. But what if it was our job? We wouldn't be so quick to call in sick or go back home if the lines were too long or just dismiss the idea altogether. 
Elections are also how we collectively write the song that tells our story, and voting is our solitary voice. So register to vote and go get your government-issued photo ID and add your voice to the song of Alabama. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. There are controversies that could be avoided. And one was when President Trump, uh, his defenders will say he had bad information or he was given information that he, we didn't have. But for whatever reason, Josh, mm -hmm. uh, for the last two weeks, there's been controversy about this Hurricane Dorian hitting Alabama and the, the, the drawn-in Sharpie Gate we call it now, Sharpie Gate. But what was interesting to me is that the Trump administration pushed back and got uh, NOAA mm -hmm. to issue a, a statement saying that Birmingham was wrong mm -hmm. and that the governor was right. Enter oh, James Spann, huh? The, the president. Yeah, president yeah, was yeah, wrong. Yeah, because Kay, Kay Ivey steered clear of this. Yeah. <laughs> Rightly so. Enter, yeah. enter James Spann, uh -huh. probably one of two of the most popular people sure. in Alabama. And James Spann said the Weather Service was absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they were right. Yeah. I don't, I, look, a normal human being would have just said, I made a mistake to include Alabama in this, okay? I was looking at earlier information. I was not up to date. The earlier maps said this, I, you know, the, I'll, I'll go with the scientists and meteorologists. A normal human being would have done that. We and it would have been over. The White House no, <laughs> but this clown in the White House did this, and so for them. two weeks we're we're gonna hit, we're gonna hear yeah. this nonsense. I, I have to admit, I worked in weather for four years mm -hmm. with these very same systems that Noah uses, the Weather Channel, and all that. If he needed to show the one that included mm -hmm. Alabama, it would have been available for him to print out instead of using the Sharpie. Mm -hmm. We don't use Sharpies in meteorology. 
Sorry. It's just, it's so, it was so idiotic. I mean, it was just, listen, yeah, was Alabama included in the early, you know, projections of yeah. possibilities? Yes, of course it was. We all knew that. We were all watching it. But at the time that it happened, it wasn't. So just say it wasn't. I mean, why was it so hard? The scary part, the scary part about this, though, is that we are, this is an example of how we are moving towards just a post-fact world right now where at the time that this was happening, there was hard data and evidence. And I mean, the fact that, I don't know, we weren't, it was sunshining outside mm -hmm. that showed that this was incorrect. And yet there's still a fight between the president and the Birmingham Weather Authority and NOAA and NW. They threatened to fire arguing? people. They threatened to fire people at NOAA if they, Wilbur Ross was fire, trying to fire people. Right. Well, it, it was, uh, it was the chief of staff that yeah, actually Mulvaney, called Wilbur Ross, that clown. Commerce, who called NOAA. Yeah. And then, and then he threatened to fire the people. But no, the, this is the, ridiculous. The thing that's scary to me is, again, it's scary that we have a president that cannot admit even a basic mistake. What is scarier to me is that we now have politicians <laughs> telling us what the science is. Or that you have this group of people who clearly know he's wrong. Yeah. And they're going to threaten these other people to say that he was right. When, and let's be clear, this isn't a matter of like which street the parade was going to no. go down. There are people in the Bahamas bodies still unidentified. There are people who are homeless, people without basic needs. There are people all across. I mean, if you want to see hurricane damage, you can come to Alabama and see it, but it's not from this hurricane yeah. because we know what this weather means here. It's and if you unreal. Live, exactly. If you live in D.C. and you live in New York, you do not understand the ramifications of a hurricane. Even if the hurricane is not coming at you, you can spin off tornadoes and all that, which in this state, we take very seriously. Right. I think what happened here is, in my mind, this was a a matter that was blown way out of proportion because the president did not want to appear to be wrong. And now we have the danger of science, scientists being controlled by the government mm -hmm. of that work. But they have to yeah. self-contest any decision they make, you know, make a statement, whether it's going to offend the president or not is unacceptable. Well, and that's true. Well, one of the good things that came out of Washington this week was that the uh, Port and Mobile mm -hmm. was given federal green light to go ahead with deepening and widening the port, Susan. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. It is a very big deal. Um, they're going to go ahead and deepen it down to about 50 feet. That'll allow, allow them to get the post-Panmax cargo ships through there. The giant. The giant, giant, giant the ones. big ones that can't even go through the Panama Canal. These things are so huge. But what that means is we will have vast amount of uh, cargo trucks coming in or cargo containers coming in. Uh, we can start shipping uh, automobiles in and out of the port. They've already laid the pads. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is going to be a boom, not only for the economic uh, impact down there, but also for because the state as large uses that port, it's going to be really good for the whole state. This, this will make area. it one of the major deep water ports uh, in the nation, and, and especially on the Gulf Coast. So it's right. a big deal. No, I think it's I think it's really very important. I think, it, again, it, um, one, I don't want Jim Ziegler to even find out this is happening or he'll try and shut it down. <laughs> but secondly, I mean, think about if... Can we put him on one of the ships? We can put him if in one of the cargo things and out. put him on the ship. There you go. Uh, Plenty of room. But what I'm, I, the other part of this, too, is now that we've got, you know, roads and bridge money that we need to be spending, all of the cargo that's going to be coming through Alabama from neighboring states, because Tennessee doesn't have a port, last I checked. No. and. Georgia's got Savannah, and but Mississippi, places like that, will be now bringing products through Alabama. And I think one of the big things here, we, we have to take and give Senator Richard Shelby, not always your favorite guy, credit for this. He is the one who has relentlessly pushed to get this port because he sees it as a huge financial 
yeah. engine for the state. And, and it is. And, and, and to be clear, while Richard Shelby and I disagree some politically, I, you know, he is a, an old school sort of a senator and, and you can always have a conversation with Richard mm -hmm. Shelby. And, and so that I can I can live with somebody that I disagree with politically, but will listen to, to everybody on every side. And I think some of the things that he is most passionate about is the business side of this thing. And sometimes, you know, we disagree on that, but I think this is a pretty good move here. And, and writing the story, <laughs> I learned a lot about shipping that I didn't know. Uh, and, and I had no idea that 50 feet was a big deal. You know, I, I figured it would be a much more than that, but you know, who knew? There, there, it's 42 right now. Yeah. They're really deepening only eight feet. Yeah. But it allows but these it, gigantic cargo yeah. ships. But, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think just eight feet would make yeah, that no. big of a difference, but like you said, they're, they're yeah, and You wouldn't think that the Panama Canal would be as shallow as it is. Right. There, but mm -hmm. yeah. Well, when it was dug, they, I mean, they were yeah. basically doing using, it by hand. Basically. Yes, they, were, yeah. they did it by hand. Yeah. And, uh, so it's pretty spectacular. Again, one th thing I always say is that uh, the Port of Mobile is the, the 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 front door to Alabama, and we need to have our porch and our front door looking good and operating well. I think that's where we are. We're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Should the Democratic Party just call it quits, start over? <laughs> we'll talk about that right after the break. Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Hello. I'm William Wyatt Bibb, the first governor of Alabama. On December 14, 1819, Alabama became the 22nd state to enter the Union. This year, we celebrate 200 years of statehood. There is no better way to commemorate our 200th anniversary than by registering to vote and securing your government-issued photo ID. Together, let's make a difference for Alabama. Beth, I, we, Josh wrote a piece when he said that the Democrats basically need to start over again. <laughs> I wrote a piece. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, and, and, and the Democratic Party is doing well nationwide, but here in Alabama, we, the Democratic Party continues to get their... Stuck on the toilet. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason is they can't move forward because Nancy Worley and Joe Reed won't move out of the way. Right. 
Um, right, and you know, so we learned this past week that the DNC defunded Alabama to the tune of about ten thousand dollars a month, which is a ton of money. All these they don't have money to pay staffers and stuff. That's will hire you at least two staffers. Um, but so they well defunded staffers. Mm -hmm. well, at least two. When you're talking about you know you got taxes and benefits yeah. and all that stuff. Point is, at least two. Um, and that, that happened September 18, right before we got shellacked again in the elections. Um, and then also now, this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, they got decredentialed, which means that we now don't have a vote on the DNC. Um, but I don't know what else the DNC can do because they've put all of the pressure on that they have. But the, the ADP is still its own entity in Alabama, and shy of the state Democratic committee voting out Nancy and Dr. Kelly, I don't know what other remedies we have. I'm concerned we're going to see lawsuits come 2020 qualifying because this could pose a problem for candidates like Doug Jones, and I think the courts are the only solution we have. I mean, Susan, Josh has put forth the premise, and I will get no, no, to you on your premise. But I've said enough, believe me. That, that, uh, <laughs> that, you know, there are a lot of good people that are Democrats that really would like to give money and raise money and do all that stuff, but these two individuals are standing in the way. Why did they do it? It's power. It's strictly mm -hmm. power is the only thing that conclusion well, that I can come And there's to. no more power. It's just pure stubbornness no, at this spite. point. Maybe mm -hmm. spite. Right. There's no power left. They don't even have a vote <coughs> when they go travel with the DNC. Right. So, I mean. But they, do they get to travel for free? I, we better not be paying for it. I want to know, know that. that. Yeah. Well, Josh, you talked to a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. and, and in that piece, you said that they just needed to start it's a, a FOIA yeah. request on I, that. I just. Good idea. I don't know, because Beth Wright, and that's what a bunch of the other attorneys have said, is there's there's simply no Including you, legal way. Why well, just play one here? <laughs> uh, there's no legal way forward for us here. There's nothing that they can do to force Nancy Worley and Joe Reed and Randy Kelly out. There's nothing they can do. Uh, so it's now up to Nancy Worley basically doing the right thing. And as we've seen from her statements, she's clearly not going to do that. I mean, she's clearly, she believes she's right uh, and everybody else is wrong and she's going to stay there. And so when that's the situation that you're in, about your only option at this point is to burn the thing down and just start over. And I don't know, at this point, I really don't know how difficult that would be. I don't, I don't think it would be all that difficult. I'm going to make sure to... I have an alibi tonight if the party burns <laughs> down. I did not do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Nancy was the one sending people to hell, so maybe she's got the fire and yeah. stuff. Yeah, she's got the fire already they, there. They yeah. did print up T-shirts. I'm not sure who's got them now that says Nancy Worley says I'm going to hell. Uh, so uh, there's right. that. But, no, I mean, I think, because, and, and Josh, you might be able to speak a little more to this, but, and I don't want to get in the but I know there's some issues with when the presidential candidates for the Democratic Party nationally try to qualify with the state Democratic yep. Party, that's going to, we'll have to look into that and maybe co Yeah, piece. from a legal standpoint, let me explain. Right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was hoping yeah. you would No, there, there is some speculation about what, you know, what could happen and what could, let's say, a Republican Secretary of State's office do about candidates qualifying for the ballot here when you have uncredentialed people leading this party. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so there are some questions about that. And, you know, I, we'll see. I don't, I don't think that John Merrill would do that, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, they'd only do it. And I don't think John Merrill would either. I think, I think he's, you know, regardless of what some Democrats think, I think he is very fair. Mm -hmm. And we are fortunate to have a Republican 
Secretary of State who is as fair as he is. He will only do there are a lot worse. I he think will only do what, what the law, and to his credit, he will only do what the law allows him to do or what the law tells him to do in a situation. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, somebody who may or may not have done what the law allows <laughs> in a situation, we don't know this yet, but Senator, State Senator David Burkett out of Montgomery who was a former councilman here. Mm -hmm. He has has an ethics complaint filed against him. Josh accuses him of, of uh, using discretionary money mm -hmm. in a way that may be illegal. Yeah, this has been a, a, a point of contention for a lot of people in Montgomery with a councilman for a long time. They get a, they get a pretty large pot of money uh, every year that they can kind of spread around their districts. Uh, you know, some folks use it to, I, I know one, uh, Glenn Pruitt had used it to uh, put cameras up in one of his neighborhoods there where they're having crime problems. He put a bunch of cameras up around and stuff. They use it for paving projects, to fill in potholes and that sort of thing. By T-ball uniforms. Yeah, and, and a lot of them, you know, go to uh, little charities like these that Burkett has uh, supported. Uh, but some of the ones that he has supported have either some interesting ties, they don't have their paperwork in order, or they they believe that they're a little too close to him. And so I believe the Ethics Commission is set to uh, rule on that and consider this thing at, at its October meeting. And I think it'll be pretty interesting, and it'll be interesting to see what the ruling is and then how it is applied going forward for other councilmen and the mayor over there. Susan, the Ethics Commission... Commission is always a roll of the dice. Isn't it, it always that, that is. Was a dice roll. Yeah, it was, that was kind of a, yeah, double entendre there, I think. But yeah, you kind of never know what's going to come out of the ethics commission. <laughs> it depends on who. sicky in there. It, it depends on who lobbied it ahead of time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think that for the most part, you, you've got some good folks over there. But good Lord, do they, they just will twist the, mm -hmm. the ethics laws into pretzels. Yeah, it just depends on who's in front of them. You know? that's, that's, exactly. true. that's true. Well, it's kind of like our Supreme Court. You know, we're still waiting uh, to hear what happened to Mike Hubbard, and we will continue to wait. All right, so well, listen, have they had time? Really? I mean, it's only been a few months. It's only been four years, right? Four years? Yeah, four years. You can't, four can't four get years. a lot done in four yeah. years, right? Wow. It was four, four years. years. Well, three years have, in June. What? Three years in June, yeah. Three years in June. No. No, it was four, four years. It'd be four, four years, years in November that he was indicted. That he was indicted. That's, that's right. That's it. So, I'm getting old, y'all. Listen, too I, much information all the time. Well, problem, we're going right? to have to leave it right there. <laughs> You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.